Hello and welcome to our latest Regulation Tomorrow Plus podcast. My name is Anita Edwards and I'm a Senior Knowledge Lawyer in the Financial Services team here at Norton Race Fulbright in London. Today I'm joined by Hannah Meakin, a partner in our Financial Services team and Risk Advisory Manager Georgia Jones. And we're going to talk about the FCA's recent policy statement, PS2313, on the new regulatory gateway for firms that approve financial promotions. The government legislated for the new gateway in the Financial Services and Markets Act 2023, and the FCA's policy statement, which was published on the 12th of September, sets out its final policy position, along with near final rules and guidance for implementing the gateway. Before we talk through some of the detail of how the FCA plans to introduce and operate the gateway, Georgia, perhaps you could explain why the gateway is being introduced. Yes, of course. Thanks, Anita, and hi, everyone. The current legislation, which applies until the new rules come into effect early next year, includes a general ability for unauthorised firms or individuals to communicate financial promotions if they have been approved by an authorised firm. The FCA flags in the policy statement that it has seen too many non-compliant promotions in recent years being approved by authorised persons and then being communicated by an unauthorised person to customers, which has then led to consumer harm. It gives the example of consumers having invested in high-risk products that do not match their risk tolerance due to the poor quality of the approved financial promotions. The FCA has already taken some action over the last year or so to try and improve the standard of financial promotion approvals. For example, it's issued updated guidance on approving financial promotions earlier this year. It has also taken action to improve protection more generally for consumers, such as the introduction of the new consumer duty regime. This regime sets out higher expectations for firms' standard of care to their customers. As a reminder, authorised firms need to consider their responsibilities under the consumer duty regime when they are approving financial promotions for unauthorised persons. Financial promotions is also an area the FCA have been looking at and commenting on in its multi-firm reviews. In a recent example, it identified issues in financial promotions for lifetime mortgages as part of its review of the equity release market. The new financial promotions gateway is intended to help with that drive to improve outcomes for consumers. Once it is introduced, the FCA will assess firms at the gateway to determine whether they have the necessary competence and expertise to effectively assess whether the promotions for particular products will comply with the FCA rules. And only those firms that pass this assessment will be given permission to approve financial promotions for unauthorised persons. These will be the so-called approver firms. The FCA hopes that it will ensure firms approve promotions to a high standard so that consumers receive high-quality financial promotions that enable them to make effective and well-informed decisions. Thanks, Georgia. So once the new gateway comes into effect, any authorised person wanting to continue to approve financial promotions for unauthorised persons will need to apply to the FCA for permission to do that. Although just to flag that, this won't be the case where an exemption applies. So an exemption applies generally where a firm is only approving its own promotions for communication by an unauthorised person or is approving promotions to be communicated either by an unauthorised person within its corporate group or by an appointed representative. Hannah, where a firm does apply to the FCA for approval permission, how will the FCA assess applicants at the gateway and what information will firms need to include when preparing their application? Thanks, Nita, and hello, everyone. Um, yeah, so in answer to this question, the FCA has confirmed that it will carry out a proportionate and robust assessment of applications based on the types of promotions the applicant firm intends to approve. So in other words, firms will be assessed against the relevant rules that apply to the types of promotions they've said they want to approve, with more comprehensive rules that apply to 
promotion to the promotion of some products rather than others. Um, so in other words, you know, depending on the, the risk profile of the products that you want to be able to approve financial promotions for, uh, then you will obviously be subject to stricter FCA requirements in making those approvals. And therefore, the application process will be um, potentially more, more kind of uh, to take into account more considerations. Um, so in, in other words, the assessment process will be flexed according to the the the, the amount of risk or harm that you could cause um, by being able to approve these financial promotions and the amount of due diligence that the FCA will um, undertake will differ accordingly. And there could even be interviews with key individuals at uh, the firm in certain cases. I think in all cases, areas that the FCA has said that they will take into account in particular um, include making sure that the firm has the relevant expertise to approve the financial promotions that they have appropriate policies, systems and controls in place to approve the types of the relevant types of financial promotions. And uh, they'll also, in order to determine that, they will take into account previous approvals that the firm has made. So when putting together an application, firms are going to need to make sure that they include relevant information on each of those areas. And the FCA has published some guidance on what that should cover, as well as the questions they'll be asking. So in terms of the types of promotion the firm plans to approve, the application will need to explain how many promotions the firm expects to approve, um, any applicable marketing restrictions for that investment type, and interestingly, how much, how much revenue the firm thinks it's going to generate from making those approvals. On expertise to approve promotions, Firms will have to give a detailed explanation of the expertise they have in order to approve that type of financial promotion, including, for example, relevant professional qualifications or work experience that the relevant individuals who are going to be involved in that approval process actually have. In terms of policies, systems and controls, the FCA expects firms to show that they have those arrangements in place to ensure that the promotions they plan to approve are clear, fair and not misleading and otherwise comply with all the applicable financial promotion rules. And firms would also need to be able to show how they will monitor financial promotions that they have approved on an ongoing basis, again, in accordance with those FCA rules. And finally, in relation to historic approvals, um, firms will have to provide details of any approvals they've given over the past 12 months. And uh, the FCA will use that information to assess whether those past approvals have potentially caused any harm. Um, and if they have, or if the FCA thinks they have, then that could potentially result in the FCA refusing the application. Great. Thanks, Hannah. Is it worth also touching here on any areas that firms should give particular thought to before they apply? Yes, definitely. I, I think there's quite a few questions that firms should be asking themselves before they make this type of application. Um, and, and therefore areas to kind of focus their attention on. So the first of these is knowledge and capability. Uh, firms will need to ensure that any individuals involved in the review and approval of financial promotions are competent to do so, so that during the application process, they're able to understand the viability of the investment that's being promoted, as well as identifying key, ri key risks to ensure that those risks are appropriately disclosed um, so that you get a balanced financial promotion. 
Another area is governance and oversight. So this will include the firm's board satisfying itself that the firm's current controls and practices are compliant with the FCA rules and remain within the firm's risk tolerances. A third area to think about is record keeping. So firms will be asked or may be asked by the regulator or even third parties to evidence the due diligence that they've carried out as part of the approval process for a financial promotion, as well as any relevant ongoing monitoring to ensure that the promotion continues to be compliant. So it will be important to maintain and be able to provide those records in a timely manner. And then um, finally, although there are, I guess there are many other considerations, um, but one that's worth just thinking about is remuneration arrangements. So making sure that there are no inappropriate incentives for staff with responsibilities for approving and reviewing financial promotions um, so that they don't promote uh, poor conduct practices. So, for example, you shouldn't have remuneration being linked to the number of promotions that are approved or funds that are, ra are raised as a result of a particular promotion. Thanks, Hannah. So once a firm has been granted permission to approve financial promotions, it'll be required to submit notifications to the FCA when it approves or amends or withdraws its approval of certain promotions. Georgia, perhaps you could give an overview of those notification requirements. So under the new rules set out in PS 2313, an approver firm will need to notify the FCA within seven days after it either, one, approves a financial promotion relating to a crypto asset or a product that is subject to mass retail marketing ban. So this would include non-mass market investments such as speculative and illiquid securities. Or two, amends or withdraws a prior approval for any financial promotion due to a notifiable concern. Now, a notifiable concern might relate to an element of an approved financial promotion that could cause harm to consumers or to the integrity or propriety of the unauthorised person that a firm has approved to promote for. Now, these notifications will need to include the reason for the mass for the making the notification and the name and type of the investment that the promotion relates to. Plus, where an existing approval is being amended or withdrawn, a reference number for any previous notifications relating to that approval should be given. It's also worth noting that there's an ongoing requirement to provide a report to the FCA on a six-monthly basis, giving information on the firm's activity of approving, approving financial promotions. As Hannah said, this touches on metrics such as the volumes of approval, the complaints data, and, and revenue amounts. Thanks, Georgia. And Hannah, if I could ask you my final question, what is the timing for the new gateway coming into effect? So the changes to legislation come into effect on the 7th of February 2024. Um, authorised firms that want to be able to continue to approve financial promotions up to that point and also afterwards will need to submit an application for this new approver permission between the 6th of November this year and 6th of February next year. Um, so this will be the essentially the, the kind of application period whereby if you make your application during that time frame, then you will be able to, even if it hasn't been granted by the time that the new regime comes into effect, you'll still be able to continue promotions until you have been granted that permission um, or it's been refused or you've withdrawn the application if that's earlier. For firms that don't make their application during that uh, initial period, they will still be able to make an application to vary their permission to get the approval permission um, after the 7th of February. But if they do that, then they will have a period where they won't be able to make financial promotions, they won't be able to approve financial promotions until the approval has been granted. 
Um, there are also special rules that apply to firms that are currently going through the process of making their application for authorization in the first place. So for firms that are in that category, either they're thinking of making uh, becoming authorized or they actually have a, an authorization application with the FCA at the moment, there are slightly different rules on how all of this works. Um, and it's worth looking at the detail on how that how that works because as I say it's slightly different. Great, thank you. And thanks to you both, Hannah and Georgia, for sharing your thoughts today. We'll continue to track developments on our Regulation Tomorrow blog. And in the meantime, thanks everyone for listening. Bye.